Welcome to Grounded Podcast. I'm your host Tejesh Jain. We have today Srinivasan Ramani, who is a Deputy National Editor at The Hindu. In this episode, we talk about demonetization and data related to it. Enjoy the show. Sir, uh, Srinivasan, can you just introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name is Srinivasan Ramani. Uh, I am an Associate Editor with The Hindu. Uh, my official role is what is called deputy national editor so i dabble with data and my primary role is print opinion value adds and other things for the newspaper uh, so that's about me yeah. sure uh, and thanks for offering to do this shrinivasan uh, and thanks for having me on yeah. sure so uh, the the first thing is uh, the general public uh, understanding is this demonetization has been done before and and also that you know it's not the first time it's not the rarest thing right so uh, right. Can you just introduce to what is this demonetization is yeah yeah so uh, demonetization effectively means that uh, some uh, means of tender uh, in the form of certain currency notes are uh, taken out of circulation and made illegal tender so uh, in, in the present case of demonetization for example we fight find 500 and 1000 rupee notes were made illegal tender and taken out of the system uh, by by, take, by taking it out of the system the government was encouraging the uh, public to deposit whatever 500 and 1000 rupee notes they had uh, and convert into other forms of legal tender now this is not new we had uh, demonetization in 1948 if i'm not wrong and then in 1978 so i haven't followed what really happened in 1948 that closely but in 1978 uh, the exercise that was done by the then um, uh, government uh, the janata dal government janata party government if i'm not wrong uh, that demonetization happened when they uh, took out uh, uh, 1000 5000 and uh, 10000 rupee notes um, and uh, the, the reasoning they offered then was that these notes were possibly used for financing illegal transactions now uh, at the time this move did not receive any public attention because uh, only 0.6% of the total currency was demonetized uh, i mean these 1000 and 5000 10000 currency notes were constituted only 0.6% of the overall currency in circulation but now the 500 and 1000 rupee notes that have taken out of circulation they are they constitute more than 85% nearly 86% of the total notes in circulation in terms of value so that's what therefore the impact has been greater and it has also been something that the public has palpably felt and uh, been affected due to this policy this time around it wasn't the same in 1978 the other thing was that in 1978 most of the 1000 5000 and 10000 rupee notes a large chunk of it or nearly uh, if i'm not wrong uh, close to you know uh, around 40% if i'm not wrong was not held with the public it was held in currency chests in banks and so on oh and uh, yeah in, in 1978 yeah. but now the the amount of money that has been uh, uh, held in currency chests and banks and government treasuries that's just about 5% around nearly 1 lakh crore that's all the rest of the money around more than 14.5 lakh crores actually was held with the public so uh, the, that's the reason why that the, there has been a you know quantum leap in the form of demonetization that happened between 78 and the current period so why this was happened the ostensible reasons i mean the official reasons that were provided by rbi and the government was that fake notes were being circulated uh, uh, a large amount of 
fake notes were apparently being circulated in 500s and thousands and therefore it was necessary for them to be made illegal tender and secondly to attack what is what was called black money sure. now uh, if, if i may explain uh, the logic behind uh, this and also expound on whether this logic is correct uh, the uh, as regards fake currency what the government calls ficm uh, fake current indian currency notes uh, the government itself and the rbi itself had periodically done various you know um, uh, studies to find out what percentage of the money could be fake and uh, the latest report by rbi somewhere last year said that uh, counterfeit notes could have not constituted more than around 0.02% of the total notes in circulation oh. well yeah so the numbers are low in i mean the percentage value is low but the number of notes uh, is still relatively high so this was one reason why they wanted uh, uh, demonetization the other reason is that they believe that by uh, you know uh, demonetizing they would force people who are holding money uh, that they haven't declared uh, either as uh, either in uh, their tax returns or uh, uh, you know uh, or uh, in, uh, kept this money out of transactions that are uh, illegal mm-hmm. uh, that money would be purposely brought into the system and tax so that was the reason why uh, they went for uh, you know uh, demonetizing the, the currency so this logic also is a bit flawed because not all money is not, not all black money is held in cash so uh, uh, there is a difference between someone who is a miser and someone who is you know familiar with the market uh, people who are familiar with the market know how to circulate back black money so that it is converted into white in, in terms of Uh, you know brought back into the market and then you know uh, turned into accountable income in the form of let's say they buy assets out of it let's say real estate let's say gold and so on uh, misers on the other hand would hold that money but misers are a very small proportion of our population most of the people who indulge in black money transactions are connected people who are who have access to the market and so it was difficult to accept that you know a large chunk of the black money was actually held in cash and there were various studies that proved that also I and mean, there was a study by indian statistical institute if i'm not wrong which pointed out that not indian statistical institute i think there were various studies uh, the uh, some of the studies said that the amount of uh, uh, black money that was held held in cash could not be more than 5% of the total black money mm. one uh, so uh, even then even then if it even if it is 5% the government i think was of the impression that they would still regain 5% of the uh, uh, you know they would extinguish 5% of the money held as black money because people would not really want to bring it back to them because the, the, the they would have be taxed for it uh, uh, the government felt that either they would get taxes out of it or the money would be extinguished right. okay and even though they officially did not say what would they do if the money got extinguished the official unofficial understanding that we uh, had among various people who are connected to government and who are also uh, you know trying to interpret what the government was doing was that they were thinking that close to around 1 to 2 2 lakh crores uh, would of that of such kind of money would not come back to the system and the rbi would extinguish that uh, money uh, and because it's out of circulation and these because these are promissory notes released by rbi uh, to the public and they have not come back to the system they would they could be written off as uh, the, the liabilities would be written off and this could be possibly used by government to this money could possibly used by government to fund 
let's say welfare programs this is what some people were claiming mm. uh, but rbi spokesperson on the other hand never uh, you know agreed to this idea they said that even if you extinguish that liability that liability would not technically cannot be technically used for uh, funding programs because it's not just a li- the rbi is not a lending organization it's a monetary organization it is releasing promissory notes in order to keep currency in circulation and in order to keep the economy moving it is not a lending organization per se and therefore if the extinguished liability is extinguished it is also an asset that is being extinguished so there was debate whether this would really could this could really be used so over time what has happened is that the government i mean the rbi uh, in on december uh, 7th if i'm not wrong came up with a statement saying that they will not uh, you know they won't agree to the extinguished liability to be Uh, used by the government uh, to be lent by the government for pressure for that that, that was made clear by the rbi governor mm-hmm. so that logic is somewhat moot uh, uh, so basically this is what the demonetization exercise, exercise is all about uh, in, in yes. fact that uh, the two logic that was propounded was one to extinguish black money and the other was to you know uh, address the issue of uh, you know uh, fake currency another point is that even if the 5% of the money was held as black money uh, it is very clear that uh, after two months we have we have evidence that many of the uh, you know people who are connected and who had uh, links with financial institutions uh, managed to somehow get back that money that they held as unaccounted money through various means for example this is not empirically proven but the amount of money that has been deposited in jandan accounts for example mm. uh, suggests that there's possibly some of the unaccounted money has been deposited into these accounts yeah. we don't have proof so in essence and also the, the data that is recently coming out saying that from rbi sources that nearly 15 lakh crores is back into the system which means that most of the black money that they expected to be extinguished is not really been extinguished so that's basically the story of demonetization so yeah. far yeah and and thanks for giving that you know uh, history mm-hmm. and the introduction uh, mm-hmm. coming back to the data um, yeah. what kind of data is available for someone interested in to look at yeah 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 uh, like i know rbi used to release some uh, data yes. notification yeah. stuff uh, what's on your list what are the data you're looking at yes yes so initially when we wanted to when the move was announced so except for people who have been you know the financial journalists and people connected to um, you know, covering the rbi uh, the com- normal uh, i mean uh, the common public and even you know the ordinary journalist was not really familiar with um, the uh, data on you know currency in circulation data on amount of finders and thousands that are available uh, as part of the overall cu- currency and also questions on being uh, estimates of black money and also estimates of fake currency notes so all this information was you know widely provided by rbi when demonetization was you know announced yeah. uh, and this uh, if you go to rbi's dbie website mm-hmm. uh, uh, database uh, website you will you can query for uh, these details and you will notice there are various rbi reports that point to the amount of fake currency that could possibly be in circulation and so on uh the uh, other important source was there was a pil filed in the supreme court against demonetization and the government the government responded to the pil by by giving a statement saying why they went about this exercise in that 
in that government affidavit you had all the details of you know amount of money that uh, is of 500000 that are in circulation what is the amount of black money uh, that is estimated and also the uh, what they found out to be actual uh, fake currency notes in circulation and the estimated fake currency notes in circulation so that is that was one good source for us to understand the big picture as to what led to demonetization then rbi for the first at least one month or so till if i am not wrong till december 7 was releasing regular information of how much money was being deposited in, in the banks right. by you know by uh, by uh, by by the people who were exchanging their old notes for new notes and uh, you know uh, lower denomination currency so that information was being released by rbi regularly uh, but suddenly uh, after december 7 they stopped publishing that information uh, ostensibly because the government was saying that there could be a problem of double counting by the rbi mm. uh, uh, but, but the, the the idea was that uh, rbi was uh, putting out information of deposits by by the by customers but uh, into banks but some amount of uh, money is held by uh, by one bank in another bank also oh. so there is a possibility of a double count mm-hmm. and uh, 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 and that's the reason why rbi had to double check it and release this information or oh, it's a bit difficult to understand because apparently we are told that rbi has an inner software that you know separates you know this kind of deposits that is interbank deposits and it's difficult to do double counting that being said uh, uh, if you just take rbi's explanation at face value perhaps that's the reason why they are not um, publishing this information but there is a another way to you know arrive at uh, the the amount of money deposited by looking at other other rbi information such as currency in circulation right, right. so uh, rbi published uh, cu- cu- publishes currency in circulation information every 15 days if i'm not wrong yeah. so every every fortnight so there they put out what is the total amount of value of money that is being in uh, that is being circulated as currency in in, in the country uh, then if you uh, subtract the amount of money that was demonetized Uh, and uh, the uh, and, and other information that RBI had previously provided in terms of how much new currency was fed fed into the system in the in terms of overall the finances in 2000 and also the lower denomination notes one could estimate come up with an guesstimate on what is the total amount of money that was deposited in the banks so using such calculations some publications like Economic Times and we also in the Hindu uh, we managed to say that. on december 24th for example close to 14.5 lakh crores were depo- deposited into the uh, into the banks fine right. uh, other data that uh, we look at uh, are more related to the impact of demonetization mm-hmm. right so the demonetization exercise while technically a simply a removal of notes this being 86% of the um, you know total currency in the country right. it has really affected uh, transactions you know uh, economic transactions and economic transactions mean simply uh, you know people buying things people yeah. consuming uh, things and so on so this has had a major impact on those businesses and those transactions that are very cash dependent right, right. so the government has tried to say that they have tried to mitigate this problem by promoting cashless transactions and promoting digital transactions in a big way Right. So RBI has been providing information on the amount of digital transactions that have been that have been done 
uh, by banks uh, every every week or so if i'm not wrong so that gives a uh, overview of how much digitization has happened right. surprisingly if you look at the latest data uh, the amount of digital transactions have not really gone up it has only come down mm. and that is because the economy as a whole has been affected Oh. even though digital digital transactions are uh, are being used more the um, more meaning as a quantum of economic transactions is being used more as opposed to cash transactions the total number of digital transactions has come down because the economy has gone down contracted yeah yeah has mm. has has slowed down because of demonetization and uh, the um, you know, you know uh, while the government has touted that people are more people are using paytm more people are using uh, e wallets and so on the total quantum of it post demonetization pre demonetization seems to be virtually the same or even lesser okay so that is another information rbi has continuously provided the next thing that we 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 would want to track in terms of impact of demonetization is how uh, how things are being circulated in the market or uh, i mean uh, uh, let's say uh, uh, whether buying has been affected right so uh, so one uh, th- uh, thing to note is how consumer goods are being um, you know uh, the, the, whether there has been a dip in purchase of consumer goods and so on mm-hmm. so uh, there has been information that has been pro- come from uh, uh, the association of indian manufacturers what is called cm mm-hmm. which has shown that there has been a significant drop in the purchase of two wheelers okay sales of two wheelers for example mm-hmm. uh, and automobiles then um, there is uh, uh, there is of course inflation information that is provided by uh, the government as well the ministry of finance and government that tells you that um, uh, inflation has been low because there has been very little, very little demand okay and farmers have actually tried to sell their produce at very low prices because people are not really purchasing if you don't have cash in hand right so that is another information that we know to show that there has been some contraction in the oh, not a contraction but a But a reduction in yeah reduction in uh, uh, circulation of currency and reduction in economic activity as well so these are some of the things that we have managed to track in the last couple of months um, there are other information but those are quarterly information mm-hmm. that we expect to come somewhere in february which will tell us uh, uh, you know various uh, details about who in uh, the kind of uh, uh, you know transactions that are happening that is happening in um, you know in the economy yeah uh, so that that is this is more official data if you, if you if you want me to put it that way mm. so i mean uh, i mean there is no data already to look at and do but given it means what kind of data you would like to see what are the departments you would want to see releasing some data yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, uh, so there are some uh, good data uh, outlets i mean uh, data publishing outlets like india spend Mm-hmm. what they have done is they have not only relied on official data uh, they have they have tried to understand how demonetization has affected the real economy by doing surveys of their own uh, so for example last couple of months india spend has actually gone to you know uh, various apmc mandis where mm-hmm. agricultural producers you know sold and uh, purchased uh, uh, by farmers uh, and tried to find out whether there has been a dip in sales a dip in uh, consumption and so on and they have found significant numbers uh, to show that this has there's a sudden impact in the real economy right yeah. so uh, so that is one good source of uh, you know good source of uh, uh, information that has been generated as uh, random surveys by 
uh, organizations like India Spend to show the, uh, the level of impact on the real economy. We would like, you know, like NSS data, you know, right. uh, sample survey data to do the same, you know, to look as to how you know, economic transactions are being conducted in the real economy mm-hmm. to see whether there's a real, real uh, impact. There are some surveys like, for example, the monthly moving average on unemployment mm-hmm. by, that is done by CMIE and BSE, which tells you uh, the, uh, the estimate of urban and rural unemployment. Uh, this is a sample survey where they just take a sample of a few thousand people and they check out whether they are employed or not and so on. Now that is a decent source of information, but it would be more authentic if something like the NSS does, does that because it's a large sample survey, mm-hmm. more authentic and gives you a good feel of the impact of demonetization. We know from anecdotal evidence that many uh, you know, uh, people employed in the unorganized sector, let's say in uh, day-wage job, day-wage jobs, you know, retail sector, small retail, in um, you know, menial jobs, in Kirana, uh, yeah, in Kirana shops and so on, they have lost their jobs. We know by anecdotal evidence. I mean, as reporters, mm-hmm. we are told about these things, but we would prefer to have concrete data to you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, to supplement our anecdotal uh, evidence and that I think should come from the government. So we expect it to come slowly, steadily to mm-hmm. percolate down. Mm-hmm. Uh, already some rating agencies, for example, which do uh, GDP growth estimates and so on, they have come up with estimates, estimate data based on various financial models uh, and also, you know, uh, growth models. They have come up with very dire estimates. Mm-hmm. So IMF, for example, has revised India's growth estimate to drop by one percentage point. Right. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, one percentage point. Um, World Bank says it will drop by 0.6%. Uh, Nomura and others have been even more stark. Uh, there is a there is a rating agency called Ambit Capital which says India's growth will come down to 3.8%, which is a huge fall. Mm-hmm. So uh, they have done using modeling and those kind of uh, you know techniques, uh, sector-wise modeling and so on. But uh, it would be good if the government itself releases you know, data based on you know sample surveys that uh, they you know, they occasionally do. So this this will take a bit of time. So, so we expect it later in the year, hopefully. Well, the one more question: uh, Have you got any chance to look at you know uh, import export uh, data or investments data to see yes. if it has any effect? Yeah, so this, this data also we are expecting quarterly data to come in soon, okay. which will give us, a, which will give us a, a good overview of uh, how uh, changes have happened. We have data till November uh, on, uh, on, uh, on, on commerce okay. and uh, exports and uh, imports in particular, mm-hmm. till November, before demonetization. Mm-hmm. And uh, some data which is, we can't really, you know, there's, a no, there's November data, for example, which could be just till early November before demonetization. So that takes a bit of time. It's released quarterly. So once that comes in, I think the Minister of Commerce brings it out. So once we get that, maybe that will give us a good information on, you know, how uh, you know, important exports have been affected. There is of course currency data, right? So that, that is daily. So, yeah. so there are the currency, I mean, the Indian uh, uh, rupee has also taken a hit uh, the last few months. Mm. So that, that data we have. We also seen that NRIs have withdrawn a significant amount of their holdings here. So that data is also available. So we have, you know, bits and pieces we have of the entire puzzle. Mm-hmm. But as you pointed out, investment data and 
and so on. That will take a bit of time. It will until the quarterly results are out. Okay. Um, we won't be able to you know, uh, come up with a firm assessment. So we are waiting for that data to come. It should be there in the next couple of months, definitely. Um, what kind of stories are you doing? Like what kind, or generally, okay. Indian press is doing? Um, yeah, yeah. So I'll just split that answer to two things: what my paper is doing and what I am doing. Okay. So what what we are doing as a paper is that uh, uh, you know, in our news, we are trying to cover how this move has impacted various sectors, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, we are focused on the effect on the anonymous sector. Like for example, we did a story on. what happened in tirupur the banyan uh, hub of um, you know uh, uh, the textile hub in tamil nadu and how uh, uh, manufactured textile goods in tamil nadu how this has demonetization affected uh, a place like tirupur and we found that it has it's been starkly affected there, there was one long story on that we have done stories on how the jute mills have been affected in west bengal mm-hmm. the um, you know, small scale industries which provide contract labor to you know um, many people in mayapuri in mm-hmm. in delhi the the how the agrarian sector has been affected the kharif crop i mean uh, the ravi crop has been affected in north india mm-hmm. um, uh, and uh, and so on those that those kind of stories we have regularly carried uh, over the last two months mm-hmm. um, apart from that we have also tried to understand what political impact uh, demonetization has had so elections are due in another uh, you know another month actually now close to 20 days now right. to five important states and mostly the most important state of uttar pradesh in particular mm-hmm. so we are uh, you know as a uh, me being a political journalist i'm more keen on whether this move has had has, has a political impact right. so we are trying to ascertain what people feel over time whether they whether they you know whether this inconvenience that has been caused by demonetization has made them change their views I mean, initially most people have welcomed this move as an anti corruption move But whether there is a change in their perception, mm-hmm. and if not, there is no change in the perception. Why there is no change in the perception, and so on. So this is the kind of stories we are trying to do over time. Apart from that, other stories as well. Like for example, how is India moving to a cashless kind of uh, less cash society? Mm-hmm. Is that move being done organically? What are the challenges that are happening uh, in that regard? And um, you know, what kind of devices people have started using over time in order to adjust for the demonetization problem? Mm-hmm. Besides the other routine stories such as you know uh, how people are uh, um, coping up with the drying up of cash in ATMs and whether this phenomenon has held now now that the finances have started coming into the into the mm-hmm. into the banks things have eased so these are the kind of stories that we have been doing over time last couple of months and most papers are also uh, also focusing on that that kind of uh, stories uh, I think once the elections begin I think we'll start seeing more political stories. Right. And uh, yeah, the opinion of people on demonetization will be featured more. Right? I, I think that 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 is what we would focus to during this period of time. Um, so this is more like since you've been covering uh, these stories and you have, you know, almost you know very close understanding uh, hmm. of it. Uh, how how close are we, or how far are we from you know end of this demonetization phase? Is it still far, or mm-hmm. to cope up with it, or are we close to end of this so that you know most people can stay alive? Yeah. Now, now if 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 we are talking about the um, the flow of cash and availability of cash for the public now, now that mm-hmm. demon demonetization happened quickly and immediately, 
but remonetization has been a very slow exercise mm. especially with the amount of 500 that were pumped that were pumped by the rbi into the system that was very slow there mm. already lots of i mean the rbi has been a bit opaque about this a lot of rtis were filed and asked about the when finders were introduced what was the amount of finders that were introduced those questions have not been answered by rbi so we really don't we really didn't know but we know from anecdotal evidence that there is more finders now in the uh, in, in the in the uh, more finders in the currency is being circulated mm. and people are able to withdraw from banks so that situation has eased a bit Okay, because before people are only able to withdraw two thousand, which they couldn't couldn't exchange for cash because the hundreds were the new five hundreds in that sense, and uh, so because there was no middle currency between hundred and two thousand, they couldn't exchange the two thousands, and the five hundreds were at a premium. So there was a shortage of five hundreds. Now that is eased a bit. Mm-hmm. So and over time, that remonetization thing would, I think, ease over another month or so. And um, uh, considering the government has also pushed a less cash kind of thing. there would be some respite there people would be able to withdraw money from the, their own money from banks and so on sure. but the impact of the, the, the secondary impact or not it's not a secondary but the greater impact in terms of people losing their jobs right. and uh, some losing their livelihoods because of you know because of this move especially those in the unemployment sector that the impact of that on the real economy because from from various studies we know that close to 40 to 45% of the economy is informal Eighty yeah. percent of the people, nearly eighty percent, seventy to eighty percent of the people are dependent on the informal economy. Yeah. So, if that economy is affected so badly, mm. so this will have an impact on the real economy. So, for that to get better, you know, that would take a long time. It, it's mm. not something that will be eased out quickly, because it will have spillover effects. People are, in any case, not spending much. They are holding, uh, you know, cash. Yeah. They are not spending much because they they are afraid that you know there will be they will run out of cash. That's one one issue. Then other issue is that now farmers are trying to sell their wares for you know low, uh, for at low prices because there is a low demand. Mm-hmm. But once the post harvest season is over and you know uh, there would be uh, lesser supply and uh, greater demand, there could be problems of inflation also. So mm-hmm. the real economic impact of demand is yet to be played out. It, it is still being played. It is still playing itself out. And I don't think it is going to ease in another you know uh, another. Uh, It, it could take even till next year to really know whether uh, whether the problems are eased out. So this is as John Dress, who accomplished uh, uh, economist, said mm. after demand. He said it's like deliberately puncturing a fast-moving car. Yeah. Okay. So the impact of it is not going to ease by just repumping the you know. Yeah. You can't just put in air in the car and uh, let it go again because <laughs> there are so many things that could happen because of it. So so. So I think the real economy, uh, uh, the, the impact on the real economy will play itself out. It will take some time for the economy to really recover. Okay. Uh, th- thank you so much, Shrinivasan, uh, from yeah. the community. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tejesh. Thanks for having me.